Hey friends, this is Caitlin, and I'm so grateful you've decided to join me on The Comeback Couch. So kick off your shoes, put up your feet, and get comfortable with real stories that have shaped real people. You'll hear from doctors, lawyers, mechanics, and moms who shared their experiences of hope, healing, and holding on when it would have been so much easier to give up. Occasionally, you'll hear a story, a teaching, or a quick thought from me. I hope you'll curl up with a cup of coffee and stay a while as we sit on the comeback couch and learn a little more about life and the hope we can find when we look close enough. Hey friends, just wanted to give you a quick heads up about this episode with my friend Nicole. Um, I did want to warn you that we talk about some really heavy things like abuse, rape, cancer, and miscarriage. So if that triggers you, uh, you may not want to listen or you may just want to listen carefully. And if you have little ears around, I would uh, suggest listening first before you let them listen. Um, This is a really powerful episode, but I did want to mention those things before you press play. Hey friends, welcome back to the Comeback Couch. Um, I have a new friend here with me today, Nicole Jacobs-Meyer. We met via Instagram not too long ago, and this is really the first time we've gotten to see each other face-to-face over, you know, Zoom. But um, she is, uh, I I literally was like, we have got to just press record because we could have sat and talked for two hours. But um, Nicole (laughs) has an amazing testimony to share with you guys. Um, She's going to talk about her book, Take Back Your Joy. You got to get a copy. Um, She has a story full of comebacks um, from rape to cancer to depression to miscarriage um, and then going through something really difficult with her dad. I'll let her tell us more about that. But through it all, she learned to take back her joy. And um, that's what she's going to talk about today. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, Like I said earlier, and like we said, glad to be face-to-face with you. Um, We've talked like over voice text and Instagram message. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I know you, but we've never actually sat and talked. So the beauty of the internet. Um, That's right. Well, gosh, I mean, when I saw your email come through about like, hey, here are some of the things I want to talk about. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is... (laughs) this is so real. It's like so many things that people really do experience. Um, but under the whole umbrella of like the enemy really is after our joy. And before we press record, and this is when I was like, we've got to, I need to record this and write this down. (laughs) Nicole was saying like, even now, like with this book out in the world, it's called take back your joy. I'm sure people think like she has conquered joy. Like she knows how to take it back. And you said like, even now, the enemy is after my joy. So yep. talk, you can talk about, you can start with the book, start wherever you, you want to start with your story. Yes. I mean, I think that joy is something that we kind of gloss over mm-hmm. and kind of shove in the corner of like, oh, that just means happy. And it's not. And the enemy is after our joy because when our joy is affected and when it's robbed of us, we're, we're not content. We're unforgiving. We're unhappy with our lives. We are not going after the Lord in pursuit of him and a relationship with him like we should be. We're mean to our kids. We're mad at our husbands. Like the yeah. list goes on when our joy is robbed. And so I, because I have experienced so many things, 
I really realized how much joy was being stolen from me after each of those seasons Mm. and each of those really big pain points in my life. And so I grew up in a Christian home and had a wonderful upbringing, but it wasn't until my late teens, early twenties that things just started happening one after the other. And my, I went off to college and was so excited about witnessing to all of the people on my (laughs) volleyball team and, you know, so naive. I was so excited. And I had a very abusive volleyball coach and it was a horrific situation. Um, This was all verbal, emotional, and mental and ended up moving home and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life because volleyball was it. I was going for this full ride scholarship for my entire like junior high, high school that was it. And so to have that taken from me in in a horrible way Gosh. was just devastating. And then shortly after that, my Christian father came out and shared that he was living a double life of unfaithfulness and just some really awful things. And it completely broke our family. And I swore that he would never be in my life again because I could, it was just too unforgivable. And then shortly after that is when I had the most horrific experience of my entire life and was raped. And so this culmination of God, I read in the word that you are good. I read in the word that you work out all things together for the good of those who love him. And I love you, Lord. And how in the world does this, does my life show that I'm supposed to have joy, that I'm supposed to walk in obedience to you? I can't even trust that you're going to save me from anything because you didn't. And so all of these questions, all of this pain, all of this just complete shattered brokenness was, that was my life. And so God used things slowly to pull me out. And even just fast forward to a few years ago, we lost a baby through miscarriage, which was awful. But then a couple months later, I was diagnosed with cancer. And then 10 days later, we moved across the country for my husband to start his intern year of pediatric residency the same week I had surgery and was going through treatment. And so it was just how, when when people tell you, oh, God will never give you more than you can handle and just count it all joy. Like, you know, all those things while it comes from a probably a good heart and just trying to help out in the situation. It's just not true. And I didn't know like how to process all of this. And so each of those things, while it's it's easy for me just to like kind of gloss over those it comes with such a weight mm-hmm. and burden and tears even every single time that I think about it and talk about it. But the idea of a comeback on your show, it's like the idea of a comeback is what makes the enemy enraged. Yeah, And amen. the fact that I am here to talk about the joy and goodness of the Lord despite all of that crap, that that's a comeback. <laughs> I just know that the enemy is like, I get chills saying this, that he thought, okay, if I can't get her with this, I'll get her with this. Well, okay, let's try this. He literally tried everything 
and he could not take you out. Like you're still standing, you still have joy and you still love God. Like it literally, the whole time you've been talking, it reminds me of Job. I'm like, it, it almost makes me think that God was like, listen, you can't, you can't have her, but you can try whatever you want to try with her because she's not going to turn away that she's just not going to turn away from me, which is. And I feel like I should be like, yes, strong strength. But it honestly like brings me to tears mm. because it's like, don't take anything else. Please God. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, like it just, it, it feels like it's just been this hamster wheel of pain. And I'm just like, I sometimes feel myself tiptoe off and I'm like, wait, I'm off. Right. Mm. Like we're, we're good. Like we're, we're not on that pain anymore, but that's why it's like we have to be rooted in the word and God's character because that is the only thing that keeps us sane when we step off that, you know, crazy, painful hamster wheel. It's like we know that suffering produces in us these the character and the hope and the perseverance and the joy because of the pain, but it doesn't make it easy. No, and it and doesn't feel like that's why it's hard. A badge of honor of like great. God trusts right. me. Like, woohoo, I'm the strongest yes. soldier. It's like those memes. It's like, yes. please don't let me be your strongest soldier this year. You're like, I don't, right. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Like this is not fair. Um, yes. just so gosh, I mean, I literally, so like so many things happen to you back to back that it's like, most of the time someone's story is like, I was abused. Okay. Cut. Like right. I was raped. Cut. My dad had a double life cut. And it's like, no, this was back to back to back to back to back. I got cancer, like yeah. lost a baby. I mean, it's so many things happened to you back to back through all of this. Did you ever have a moment where, and, and as I'm asking this, I'm like, I can't imagine I wouldn't where you saw, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm not, God, I oh, can't, yeah. I can't love you and I can't follow you because this is yes. awful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, after, after the rape, I was so mad at, God at my dad, at the man who raped me, at my volleyball coach after, I mean, just every, everything. I was just angry and bitter and so depressed. And, you know, I couldn't go to church. I could not go to church for the life of me because what am I going to do? Sing songs about like how God's faithful and trust him and he's my shield and strength and, you know, he'll provide a way out of everything. Like that's just not... That's not what was happening in my mm -hmm. life and opening the word. I don't want to open the word because there it is. You know, why would he save someone else and be someone else's shield and protector, but not mine? Gosh. And I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. And so the, the one thing I, I know that changed the trajectory of my life in that season was um, the missions and women's director of our church right after this, asked me to lead the missions trip that following summer. And I told her, wow. absolutely not. I don't even know where I'm at with the Lord right yeah. now. I don't, I don't like anybody. I don't want to serve <laughs> no. anyone. Like I just want to crawl in a hole and die basically because I hated everything. Yes. And she said, that's exactly why mm. you should really pray and consider this because in your weakness, he's going to be made strong and you have nothing to offer, but that is going to showcase his glory. Gosh. And I ended up leading that trip and that's what slowly started pulling me out. And then I met my husband that following summer. And so it was just, you know, this back to back 
redemption of what I just walked through. And so when we when we talk about these this idea of a comeback and what really makes the enemy so mad is when we do listen to the Lord's leading Mm -hmm. and we do say like, okay, yes, after trauma, I do not suggest everyone going and serving on a mission strip. Obviously, like that has to be very like in tune with the Lord on what he wants you to do in that healing season. But serving and, and having, you know, people to love and bless and pray for outside of myself kind of opened up my eyes to, isn't that what Jesus did in his life, you know? And even through all the ridicule and the pain and just knowing what was to come on the cross, I mean, that that is a huge burden. And yet he still came to serve, not to be served. And that really did pull me pull me back out in, in that specific season after that specific pain. Wow. And that woman, like, thank God he used her. He knew like, she will, she will be the one to help her come out of this and how beautiful that he there. Like we think sometimes like, okay, he's not going to save me and he's saving everyone else. And then maybe you don't even realize until years later, like, wow, he did save me like through that woman. And then how many times has he asked us to be that woman and like see the potential in someone and remind them, Hey, yeah, you don't, I I like love that you said that you don't have anything to offer. You're in the worst spot of your life. And this is the perfect time for you to serve because it's all that, all that could possibly come out of you has to be from him. And it's just the reminder that in the worst times of our lives, doesn't make it easier. doesn't make it less painful, but we can trust that he is getting the glory. And sometimes, yeah, that feels unfair. But at the end of the day, that's why we're here. And that's what we want is for people to see his glory. And clearly through your many stories of pain and comeback, um, he's gotten glory and you've kept going. And it would have been way easier for you to give up. Like I would have probably crawled in a hole. Like I can't, Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Guys, this is Caitlin popping in for just a second to tell you about our season one sponsor, Harp and Timbrel. They are a super cool Alabama-based company ran by a husband and wife team. They specialize in custom products to celebrate all of life's special moments. From baby hospital signs to larger signs for rooms and nurseries and even milestone cards and little ornaments. I had one on my Christmas tree this year. They create each design to fit your unique need. And they are offering an exclusive discount to listeners of the Comeback Couch. That's you. You can get 15% off your first order with code COMEBACK15. That's C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K-1-5. You can go to harpandtimbrel.com and their Etsy shop. You can even join their newsletter for additional discounts and promotions. I mean, his strength has been on display in you. And... And then you write a book about joy. So tell me how, tell me kind of like the time span of like, oh, you're man. what, tw- 20 years old when these things yeah. started Now I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Like I said in the very beginning, like even now, I feel very unequipped to write this book because it, it kind of blows my mind that the Lord used this because it's something that I need. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, 
I think sometimes when you're writing for that one person and that that person was me and I, I needed this to remind me of God's faithfulness and how he did save me in ways that I had no idea, but yet it was yes for my good and his yeah. glory, but it did not make sense then. And I think even this idea of like him, God calls like, or it, what is that? God doesn't call the equipped. Yes. He equips the called. And I saw that in my life mm. so profoundly. And now I want to be able to do that for others and be like, you don't, you know, you're not the most holy, the most well-read, the famous, the Instagram, most Instagram followers, yeah. the one writing all the Bible studies. Like, it doesn't have to be that. There's actually so many people right under our noses yes. that are gold in in this oh, beautiful so kingdom that God is bringing up. And it's like, how often do I just kind of look at the other direction because of what the world is telling That's me right. is successful and the world is telling me is holy and whatever. But it's like, oh my goodness, the difference between Christians and people who are not Christians is like being morphed together so much now that we're oh. having a hard time seeing who is and who isn't, you know, called. It's not that we're looking, instead we're looking at all, everybody that's equipped instead of looking further and with our spiritual lenses here and helping those around us. And I mean, it takes walking through that and obviously going through humility and feeling like an embarrassment and all those things. <laughs> well, but you know, that's for another day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and that is, you know, pretty much part of like every comeback story is that kind of, and we were talking before we recorded of like God strips everything away and like gets you humble. Yep. And yeah, you know, I have been thinking a lot about, um, that, that kind of thing lately. And I was listening to a podcast earlier and she was talking more about how like stepping out in faith is really terrifying and uncomfortable. So if you are comfortable, you might not be doing anything that requires you to step out in faith. Hmm. And this yeah. reminds me of that too, because if your life looks exactly the way you want it to, um, if it's really easy without any pain, um, I mean, I'm not mad at you. I think that's, that's great for now, but yeah, good for you. Good for you. But what are you missing yeah. out on in regards to God pruning you and stripping away the stuff that you really don't want and making you more like him? Like at the end of the day, yep. does my flesh want an easy, breezy, beautiful life? Of course. But yes. we, yeah, we're like, please Lord. But when we really get down to it and I, I wonder if you would say this even now going through all that. All of the hard things I've gone through, I would not change because at the end of the day, I would rather be serving him than anything else. And I like genuinely yep. mean that. So as you kind of like look back over all of this, do, do you say to yourself, I mean, and you can say no, but like, do you say, I would choose it all again. I would let it all happen again. Or are you still in a place where you're like, please no, could you, have, could you God have tried something different? Right. I don't think I would ever want to do everything mm -hmm. again, but it makes me say, like, I trust you going forward. Okay. Yeah. If that it, makes sense. Absolutely. Like, it's still, it's still like a, 
I don't ever want to go through any of that ever again. Like I never, but because of like you were saying, because of what it produced, you know, and like in Romans, it says that, you know, after you have suffered a while, this is what God is going to do. He's going to produce in you these things because of the pain and suffering. And even in Philippians where it talks about, it's a privilege Mm. to trust Christ and to suffer for him. Like, a privilege. And I I did not, I skipped past that verse for the first few <laughs> decades of my life. <laughs> like this did not feel you know, like a like, privilege. Well, thank yeah, you. No. But it's so. Yeah. But now looking back, it's so true. Yeah. And it's so good for someone to hear what you just said. And I like really want to pause and make sure someone who is listening, who's like, I've been through some stuff that you, it was both. Like you said, no, I, I would never choose that again, but also I would always trust God. So no, I don't ever want to go through rape or abuse or anything like that ever again, as right. long as I live. But as I walk forward and as I move forward in life, I know that if God carried me through that, he can carry me through anything. So it's right. And that's true joy. That that's joy. joy. That is joy. It's not a fleeting yeah, happiness. Like, yes. It's, I can stand firm for the rest of my life, no matter what happens, because that's right. And that's just proof that that kind of trauma, like those things that you went through, they really do produce joy when you, when you give in to God and, and trust him, because there's really, you're like, really God, please don't let anything else happen, but there's nothing the enemy can throw at me that right. I cannot handle. Like yeah. I have learned. Yeah. I've learned to be content no matter what happens. You know, I mean, we see that yep. in the Bible and we see the the struggle of that and that it's not easy. And right. it does take being rooted in the word. And I think it's so beautiful that like God knew and had you grow up in a Christian home and and despite the yeah. the brokenness that ensued, like you had a firm foundation. And when everything else got stripped away because it did, like you did still have that with God. Like you knew, like I do still belong to God, even though I don't want to have anything to do with him right now. Like there was something in you that had to say, yeah, I'm his. And I, that's my foundation. Um, do you want to know this side note? My first tattoo says joy, which I got way before any of this. And my second tattoo is I am his. (gasps) And this was all, you know, in the college sure. days. So isn't that wild? It's like, oh my goodness. Wow. You knew, Lord. Wow. Yeah. And I just, so everyone knows, I didn't know that she had that tattoo. So I, I really was just yeah. like, in in my mind, I'm like, I, I can't imagine that you didn't think like I am still his, like no matter what. Um, yeah. Even when you felt neglected and abandoned, because of course you did. And I think that's what I want people listening to here is like, it's okay. Like God's not mad that you think he forsake, like that he has forsaken you. He's not mad because it right. feels that way. And your feelings yeah. are real and they're valid, but staying there is, is when things get wonky, you know, like you have to keep right. going. So what would you say to the person who is walking through something right now where they just really feel mm-hmm. like they can't even all they can do is like stay on their knees and stay in the hole yeah. because they they find no hope. 
I would say, first of all, that I completely understand that person's pain and maybe not exactly what they're walking, but I get it. And the truth is, is that you are not alone because God is right there by your side in the dark, hoping, holding your hand, leading you into the light eventually. And you can't see it, but you have to stand on the truth of God's word. That is the only thing that can get us out is understanding God's true character of love for you and the truth of the word. And the word says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. The word says that our sufferings and our pain and everything will not be wasted and that God will produce things because of that. That is the God we serve, the transforming God that we serve. And we have to hold on to that even when life is not what we expected and not at all what we hoped and not what we prayed. And you're not seeing any fruit, any light, any goodness, any peace and no joy. And that is when you, you know, are walking in the manner worthy of the Lord, like that living it out. We can talk about it. We can talk about all these things and how we're going to live, but it's not until we live it out that it's made true in our lives. And it's an opportunity in the darkness to work that out with the Lord and working out our salvation. And it's so painful and so hard, but it's what we have to do. And walking through that darkness, like I keep, I literally keep thinking of Job. Walking through that darkness does not mean that you've done something wrong, that you're living in sin, That's right. that you need to repent. Like his friends kept telling him. Um, I mean, sure, sometimes that's the case in our lives, but I genuinely don't think that when you are walking through something that like brings you to your knees and you cannot seem to get up, you cannot seem to catch a break. I, I can't imagine that that's because of a life of sin. I right. genuinely do believe that, like you said, the God we serve is producing something in you and he is right there with you and it doesn't feel fair and it doesn't feel right, but trusting him and and standing on his word is what helps you keep going. And I just, I want to remind everyone of that too. Like you're not less of his favorite. You're not living a bad life. Um, You didn't just like get the short end of the stick because I know it can feel like that. Like it can feel like everyone around you has a perfect life. It's rainbows and butterflies First of all, you don't, I I literally tell myself this all the time and I write it down. You do not know what is going on in the forefront of their minds or the background of their lives. That's right. You never know what someone's experiencing, but also even if their life is perfect, like your story and your life matter and God has you here for a purpose and what you guys don't know, and it'll all be edited together and it'll sound great, but our recording has stopped literally four times we've had to start over like what we were saying. And this past time, Nicole said she was like, cause every time she's like, Oh, Hey, you're back. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, Oh, this actually happens all the time. Every time I do a podcast show, like something goes wrong. And I was thinking when it cut off this last time, I was like, the enemy hates this. And she said, she was like, the enemy does not want this story out there. And he doesn't, he hates he hates this. And, but that's why, that's why we do it because our comeback, like it keeps him shaking and it keeps him remembering you're in your place for a reason. And we serve a God who already has victory. And that's right. Our comeback is 
is coming because God said so. And continuing to do this, even when he tries to stop it, it's just like, it almost becomes fun. Like, yeah, (laughs) we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing it and you're not going to get your way. So, but it's so evident, Nicole, that your story is, um, is bringing hope and bringing glory to God because the enemy really does hate it. And I mean, just talking to you offline, it's like, he does not want you to keep opening your mouth and telling of the goodness of God. And you still do. And that is beautiful. And it, it is strong. I know you said like, oh, I don't feel strong, but you are strong. And, and it's a gentle strength. Um, you know, it's not like, look at me at how strong I am. You're like, no, I want to give up every day. And I keep yeah. going because of the strength of God. And that's all we can ever aspire to be. So thank you for modeling that truly. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. Can I cry on the show? <laughs> you can cry. You can cry. We can cry because I really do mean it. And I know that you're like continuing to go through things that yeah. aren't fun and aren't cute and aren't like yep. exciting to post about on Instagram and you're still going. Uh. And and I'm just grateful to see it. Um, and as we end, I wish we didn't have to. I would like to... <laughs> I really could like, we could really talk for hours and hours more. Um, And I would love to hear more of your story. Um, But as you, gosh, and this is a, this is a hard question to even ask you when I know what you just told us that you've been through. But as you look back over your life and over your comeback story, what does make a little more sense now that you can see the big picture? Cancer. Like without a shadow of the doubt. It's like, I- Not what I thought you were going to say. Okay, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> because I I had that miscarriage and I walked through cancer and I could not have gotten treatment if I was pregnant. And so wow. it, was, it was like, God knew, you know, he knew. And it doesn't like, diminish the pain of that but it no right it's like there's a bigger story of god making things right and you know mm. life is not always perfect but he he's he can make things right and good again and so after cancer and treatment and all the things they the doctors were like yeah you could have more kids but it just might be harder like you have three sweet boys yay, you know, kind of like a, you could, but you've also, your body's been through a lot. Well, I thought that was the end and Mm -hmm. I got pregnant with a baby girl and it could make me cry again. (laughs) Literally, I always cry about all this because it's like the goodness of God because he didn't have to do that. And it's like, that is what he's doing for all of us. This isn't just a story about me. This is like you, everybody needs to take a hard look at their life and do you have a willing heart? Are you living in a manner Mm. worthy of the Lord? And if you are, God is there and he's going to have so many things that you're like, wow, he was so faithful. Wow, he was so good. Wow, he is so transforming. Wow, like over and over again. And that is the glory that we are supposed to live for and show and proclaim day in and day out. And I know everybody has something that they can look back on yeah, you know that pillar of what God has done, and for me, that's just it makes more sense. Like it makes more sense because it made that baby that much more special and that much more 
of a miracle and of God's goodness. Wow. Oh, I know. My goodness. <laughs> just need to sit with that one for a minute. Oh, you're a little baby girl. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, thank you for all of this. I feel like this is one of those episodes people are going to listen to twice so they can like listen to your story and then go back and write down all of the gold um, because there's a lot of it and there's just a lot of gold in you. And I really do mean that. And thank you. Thank you for being here and sitting on the comeback couch. And thank you for the bravery to continue sharing your story um, and for doing exactly what you just said at the end of give, proclaiming the goodness and the glory of God day in and day out. So thank you so thanks much for, for being here. Me. I love you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Caitlin. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for stopping by and sitting a while on the comeback couch with me. You know, I'd love to hear from you questions, feedback, and even requests. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Caitlin Chapel Rogers. And hey, don't be shy. Share the show with a friend, post it on your social media and tag me, and send me your comeback stories. You never know when they might make it on the show.